you think about like the when the church was involved in like the scouts program like i always felt like that was very in just disingenuous yeah just how, is that how the word is i don't know if that's the word non-genuine <laughs> listeners probably, like, screaming into the microphone like it's this word and we can't We're think of it <laughs> <laughs> it's because we had to do so many service projects as teenagers we weren't focused on school <laughs> yeah stay in school kids <laughs> That is the underlying theme in this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you'll end up like. Screaming <laughs> into the void. <laughs> yeah. Doing Marco Polos to each other. Like, <laughs> screaming at each other. Raging about the world. <laughs> um, And welcome to Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast. This is your host, Jake Taylor. Um, <laughs> sorry I have been MIA for a while. I, um, things got a little chaotic. Uh, there was the holidays. There's a squeaky toy in the background. There's a dog with me. Um, if you can't hear it, that's good for you. But she's cute. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I'm babysitting right now so um but yeah it's i'm back everything's fine i'm alive um you can't get rid of me that easily so um just uh at the top there's an i have an email my email is not so peterpriesthood.gmail.com you can send your stories there's also going to be some new stuff coming so um and i will introduce that in a minute but um also you can follow me on instagram and not so peter priesthood and you can always slide into my DMs there. I like the when people slide into my DMs, only if they're appropriate. No shenanigans, people. Um, but I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce the lovely and astonishing Dusty, who has returned to for our first podcast episode of the year. Uh, thank you for having me back. Sorry, I yeah, also have always. In the background, so sorry. It's cool. We run a professional podcast. Uh, yeah. Got dogs barking, kids screaming, and yeah. and Kanto playing. So you know. Yeah. Don't talk about Bruno. No. Don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> uh, and you've got your coffee, and I'm jealous. So. Yeah, life is great. <laughs> yeah, you need to move into a house of sin. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm in the I'm the heathen of the house, and I want my coffee, and I can't have it. But it's fine. Soon, soon, it'll happen. How far away is the closest Dutch Bros to you, though? Ooh, uh, I don't think there's one in Rexburg, so I think it's in Idle Falls. So it'd be about twenty miles. Away, something like that. 
That's that in kilometers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the listeners, uh, Dusty was say, telling me her temperature, and I was like, what's that in American? <laughs> so that was just fair, fair. <laughs> Minus 15 here today, which is 5 degrees in Fortnite. So cool. <laughs> Yeah. Which anytime you say like a negative, I'm like, um, honey, no, <laughs> that's too cold. And you're like, oh, oh cold. it's not too bad. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, somebody, I can't remember who's telling me. They're like, yeah, it's like 38 degrees here today. It's really chilly. And I was like, it's 36 in my garage, in my insulated garage. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all about perspective, right? It is. Honestly, like, yeah, somebody, when it was really warm here. I was telling a friend of mine, like, it's all perspective. It was, like, eight degrees. We were outside in just jackets. It was fabulous. But if it was eight degrees in, like, October, we'd all be in coats and shivering. So, it's right. all perspective. Yeah. It's crazy how your body gets used to stuff. Like, um, I was talking... Oh, I had a date last night. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but he was talking you have to, about... You have to update uh, me on that later. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I he was talking about this thing that they do in March here that's like a mini golf pub crawl thing like so you go the bars will have like their own hole every and so you go and as a group and you you do a putt putt there and then you get drinks or whatever and then um, you go to the next bar and they have another hole you know like it's a anyway so and he said that it's in March and so everybody's like not wearing coats and they're all excited and it's still spring and I'm like oh he's like, yeah, it's like 40 degrees. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. (laughs) That doesn't sound warm. (laughs) Like, I will be in my parka. (laughs) I think they do that. I think there's one of those downtown Calgary. I've seen friends send pictures of them before. They look really fun. If I was a social being, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) And didn't have kids, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, um, so listeners, I am still in the thick of it in Idaho, and that. So I've been thinking. I have a. I've had a lot of thoughts. I've had a lot of thoughts in this last month that I've been away. So bless your hearts, you get to hear all of them. Just kidding. I'm not going to dump all of them, but I. um, (laughs) That's what Marco Polo is for. Yeah. Oh, poor Dusty, she gets all my, I just, like, rant, and I'll do all these, I take pre-workout, and I'll just go <laughs> off on everything in the, under the sun, and then she hears my road rage, she hears my, like, my, she's like my little, that's why I'm my therapist, <laughs> so thank you, yeah. you're, but totally. you're not being paid, so. <laughs> um. <laughs> you get a lot of cleaning done while I'm listening to you, so. <laughs> Yes, let my rage seep through you to the so you can rage clean. <laughs> totally. No, I cleaned out my closet because it was driving me crazy. And it was like, Jake is talking to you. And I was like, oh, this is perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's like my favorite thing I look forward to most of the days now. Like, I'm like, I'm going driving. I'm going to Marco Polo Dusty. <laughs> it's my favorite, too. <laughs> I catch part. up on yours, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to vent to you. <laughs> so. And mine are so boring. It's like, I'm tired. I can't <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I 
nothing going on. <laughs> nothing. No tea. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some bombs that you drop again that you haven't told me, so. <laughs> no, I should have held back some stuff, and now I have nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All the landmines are gone. <sighs> Less I. <laughs> so, um, Dusty, I don't know if I told you about this, but um, I'm going to do a new segment in the, the show where I tell a funny interaction with Mormons. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. So, I might need to come up with a better name than that because that was really, really rough. Um, <laughs> I'm still, still brainstorming, still... Um, workshopping it you know it's fine <laughs> yeah. so over marco polo i'll be <laughs> yes we'll come up with some ideas it'll be good yeah. fun with mormons so, uh fun with mormons there you go that's like see you did it just there fun with mormons <laughs> so that's our new um or like on um moments with mormons moments with mormons fucking moments with mormons i don't know i just want to have the <laughs> the fuck word in there you know just <laughs> throw that in there for some spice um i <laughs> so what what it's gonna be is either i will tell a story because i live with among them and oh okay there's the dog on my lap okay <laughs> she's getting big hey yeah she has Ugh. Um, she's just a big old, I call her a little mop with teeth because she's fluffy and cute, but then she bites. Probably but her bites aren't huh? that terrible. Yeah, it's cute. Lucky she's cute. Um, anyway, so fun with Mormons, moments with Mormons. Um, I will tell a story and it could be listeners. If you want to submit a story of like just some quick litter interaction that you've had with a Mormon, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be necessarily funny it doesn't have to be serious like whatever whatever it is it's anything that makes us like huh okay well they're weird you know like that kind of thing or like because okay. they're weird because <laughs> they're weird okay so i'm gonna get into my the reason why this happened is because i was at the gym right and i was like I knew it was going to happen eventually. I knew this moment would happen. I was waiting for it. Um, I go to the locker room, walking along, da, 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 and I see garments on this old man. And he's like, and I made it a point. I made it a point to stare at him <laughs> just long enough to make him uncomfortable because I didn't want it to be like, you know, like, like, you know, like. <laughs> like over the line of like, okay, now you're just yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be a creeper, but I wanted them to know that I thought he was weird. Like, what the fuck are you wearing, dude? You know? So I did that. And he saw me from the corner of his eye, and I could see him kind of, like, cover up a little bit. Oh. <laughs> so I was just like... <laughs> and he, like, hurried to put his shirt on, you know? And I was like... And then I... Because I, I literally, like, paused in my walking a little bit and just, like, kind of, like, gave him the up and down. And then I walk, kept walking. Like, it was just brief though but i knew i could see his reaction you know and i was just like yes 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 from now on i'm going to make them uncomfortable and let yes. them know that they're the weird ones not me they're the weird ones i love this you may be the norm here but outside of utah and idaho and parts of arizona and california you guys are You're fucking weird, weird. <laughs> and people don't like you <laughs> 
<laughs> they just want to know about your underwear. That's all they want to know about. They just want to know the magic underwear. Yeah, like, what's the deal with the magic underwear? Why is it so hideous? (laughs) (laughs) That was the reasoning for this. But then, now I have my first submission for, well, not it's not from a listener, because they don't know about it yet, because I've been MIA. Um, But, um, I, let's see. So, I have a new job. I have two jobs, which, ugh. Horrendous. Don't do it, kids. Don't do it. Ever. <laughs> stay in school, kids. Uh, yeah, stay in school, kids. <laughs> I, um, one of my jobs is at Barnes & Noble, which, you know, is a far cry better than Desert Book from several years ago. But we do have a section of LDS, right? And when they gave me a little tour, they were like... The manager was like, we're trying to, in Utah and Idaho, Barnes Noble wants to expand their LDS section and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, please don't. Please just, please just keep it. I would wish you, I wish you wouldn't even have it in here. Like, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I don't get paid the big bucks to make that decision that's on them. So, um, and they're just catering to their audience really, but, um, uh, what was it? So I was at customer service and one my coworker, she was she had just told me about how she was having like religious trauma that day. And I like glommed onto that real fast. And I tried to like I didn't want to like get it out of her because I wasn't like, you know, it's not my business. But I was like, I'm here if you want to talk to me. And I was like making being like a supportive friend, you know, and she didn't tell me Exmo anything. Which in is the wild. Fine. Yeah. But I was just <laughs> I was like, what kind of religion are we talking about? It was a Mormon? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then that's as far as it got. So um, it was just interesting because, like, right after that, I went to customer service with her. And this kid, like, he was a baby. He's probably, like, I don't know, 16. I don't know. To them, to me, them like, oh, yeah, you're, you're a baby. A um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want a susu with your... <laughs> Mr. Baba and a susu. <laughs> Uh, I, um, (laughs) he comes up to us and he was like, do you guys have Book of Mormons? And I was just, she didn't hear him. I heard him and she was like, what? And he's like, he comes up closer and he's like, do you know what a Book of Mormon is? Like acting like all, like it was like, I'm like, and she just looked at him like, uh, yeah. (laughs) She's like, do you have them here? And we were just like. Yeah, in the religion section over there, like, yeah, you know, and he was like, oh, okay. So I walked him over there and showed him, and there, all we have are those, like, big, like, fancy leather ones, the family ones, and um, I was like, yeah, this is all we got, and I was just like, and I, <laughs> I wanted to leave it at that, and he was just like, oh, you don't have any of the smaller ones? I'm like, nope, and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent customer service at Barnes Noble. And um, I was just mad that he was just like, do you know what a Book of Mormon is? I'm like, no, please tell me. <laughs> I wanted to do that. Like, I was like, I was telling my coworker, I was like, I wish I had done that. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm new here. What? What is that? Can I, Let me look that up for you. Book of, how do you spell more? more Mormon. M O R. Is there an E in there, or is it like um, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> so uh, that's just going to go along with my whole 
you know, my new new year, new me of treating Mormons like they're the weird ones. <laughs> if I would get fired from Barnes and Noble because I would be like taking the Book of Mormons and putting them in the fiction section. <laughs> I've thought about doing that. Historical fiction? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, and, uh, you know, Idaho's super conservative, so we don't have a lot of, um, we, we usually carry a lot of conservative material, like political books and stuff, yeah. but they get sold out a lot. So all we have really in stock are liberal stuff. And so people get mad. They come in and they're like, why do you only have liberal stuff? And it's like, because you guys are buying all of it, all the conservative <laughs> stuff. So like, we can't keep it in stock. So sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And they get mad. And then they turn these bitches, they turn pictures, the books around of, like, Michelle Obama. They always put her books, like, back and, they, like, face, the so the cover's, like, not showing. So the spine's Barack, or whatever? Yeah, or they'll, like, put it, like, if it's facing out, they'll put it, like, uh, the back towards the front, you know, so that, like... Why? Because they don't like the Obamas. So, like, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, they'll give... Um, they'll do it to them. They did it to Nancy Pelosi. Um, but yeah, I, I purposely like, will um, find like, I'll, I go and like put them back, you know, the way they're supposed to be, but I'll, um, I'll purposely like when I'm like gardening is what they call it. When you're like fixing a section to make it look pretty, um, I'll purposely find books that are like, super liberal or like the show like the like if it has anything gay in it i'm like put you out put your face out <laughs> yes 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 you know if it's like anything that would be like make them uncomfortable like <laughs> that's so weird i would never i i this blows my mind that there's people in the world that are like no i'm gonna turn this or like i'm physically gonna go into the store that i'm not purchasing this book and i'm gonna flip it or, like the what yeah like they're and I, I'd imagine, I don't know if they're purposely doing, like, I think they're just walking around and they see it and they just turn it. But I'm just like, there's sometimes it's like, it happens all the time. Like, I do it, like, there every, oh, excuse you, young lady. Um, <laughs> She's not I, about it, too. Yeah, I hear you. Um, we will, like, I feel like I have to do it every, at least, I find one at least once a day every time I work there. It's like that. It's ridiculous. That's so weird to me. But then we have like, all this pro pro Trump stuff, and it's like nobody cares about that. I'm like, oh, okay, I might get this is a little. Sp mm. There's a new. I don't know if I had told you about this one. The Glenn Beck. The yeah, the Glenn, Glenn Beck yeah. book. Yeah. I'm not gonna promote it too much because I don't want to. But like, he's a crazy person. Y'all, you need to Google the Great Reset by Glenn Beck. It's a new book he's got out, and you just have to look at the cover. And get let the heebie-jeebies just roll over you because like it is like anti-Biden stuff. I don't know. It's weird. I just like can we not, Mister Beck? And like of course we have got the phone ringing off the hook. People asking you for it, and we don't have it available like at all. We can't even pre-order it right now. Like the vendors don't even have it. So anyway, wow. So, yeah. So weird to oh. me. I mean, I live in a pretty conservative place, too, actually, but that's just, that's so mind-blowing. Yeah, it's crazy. That's Idaho for you. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, I have a relative that grew up in Idaho, and they're, like, 
terrifyingly conservative. Like sometimes they say things and I'm like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. sit over here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh goodness. All right. Well, on that note, um that was a good I don't know if that was a good segue, but we'll uh we'll segue anyway. Um Yeah, people I, send in your moments with Mormons. That's that'll be fun. Yeah, and you can send them to the email or you can send them on Instagram, whichever, and I'll read them and we can respond to them and whatever. That'll be at the top of every episode from now on. And also, also, in the news, breaking news, um, I'm going to start doing mini-sodes. Those will be being released on Fridays. So um, please send your um, emails, your stories, whatever you want to send me. And... If you want them read on the podcast, and I'll read the, read your stories, so more people can hear your stories and hear, um, help other people cope with the the trauma that we are all connected by. <laughs> we are. We so are. Yeah. All right. So now on to our topic for the. <laughs> it was funny because I was. Uh, we had technical difficulties before we started recording, but also before that, though, because, <laughs> okay, so apparently there's this, like, knob on my headset that <laughs> controls the volume that I flipped down. So I'm sitting here, like, telling Dusty, I can't hear you. And she's <laughs> like, why can't you hear me? <laughs> and I kept seeing her on video, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I promise I was just sitting here. <laughs> and then our plan was kind of... To uh, have her sign to me, and I would interpret yeah. to the pod- to you listeners. So I would be like talking, and then I'd be like, "Dusty is saying this." <laughs> so you know, she's here. <laughs> Just a middle finger in the air the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but lucky for you, that's not happening. So um, we figured it out. We run a very professional podcast here. 100%. <laughs> waiting for those sponsorships to just roll on yeah, in <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> anyway on to our topic oh that's the thing that's what I was bringing up is because Dusty was like what are we talking about again today and I was like <laughs> 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 oh, that's fun um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so I and I Let's see. How do I want? Mm. So, excuse you. She's biting me now, so that's fun. Where's your chew toy? This, I'm not your chew toy. Um, <laughs> I was... Uh, so, a couple of weeks ago, Dusty and I were troll slaying, as we do, on Not So Molly Mormon Podcast Instagram. And uh, there was a comment on there where this lady, uh, definitely a Mormon the weirdos that they are she said um oh excuse you hey i'm talking here um so she said something about maybe i should just pull it up but she said now you know what it's fine um she said that basically like satan is she follows this hashtag because it's um why are they so obsessed with hashtags i don't understand that and then um anything to do with like the hashtags and j-dog they're like they get up in arms. They're like, ooh, don't use that hashtag. Don't talk about my Joseph Smith that way. <laughs> He's an amazing... There were two people, three people that said he was an amazing person. Did you know that? Did you notice that? 
Like, mm-hmm. they all said amazing. He's amazing. It's so, so weird to me. I was like, what? Why are you guys all calling him amazing? Like, can you guys come up with a different adjective? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get a thesaurus. Go to Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Buy a thesaurus. <laughs> I know where they are. So you could, I could point Don't you out. Don't flip books around as you're walking. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about bookstore etiquette, people. Um, so she had said like that she follows the hashtag to be uplifted, and then she's like, "Here, Satan is ruining my day," and I was just like, "Got me thinking about how like the church uses Satan as a like mani- manipulative tool, and like the adversary, and like this outside force that somehow for some reason wants us all to sin, and um, that he's like." And then it also plays into we got into come we're going to talk a little bit about agency and like that kind of stuff. So I um and I really I thought about that because I was like that was when I was at BYU Idaho was when that really started hitting me that like there really isn't a lot of free agency in the church as much as they say they do they have so um like I guess and I actually listeners. Uh, new year, new me. I did research, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna try and not be just like I'm just gonna wing it and see how it goes. So, <laughs> um, I'm gonna actually. Ha- I have some actual stuff to share. If this one will stop biting me. <laughs> um. All right. So, goodness. Let me pull this up here. First thing is there's this... Excuse me. Excuse me. She is wild. I don't know. Anyway. She is. People who can't see, there's just like this puppy tongue in the camera and it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't see in the camera is her teeth. She's biting me. Okay, <laughs> so I found this article. I don't know if it's an article or something. It's on BYU's. I don't like to use i don't know just like sarah on not so molly mormon i don't like to give them as much more traffic than they need right yeah um i tried like when i pulled up i googled um like satan like lds um perspective on satan and uh like i also put manipulation in there too to kind of see if i could find something that was wasn't fully mormon and biased that way and i found a blog but it wasn't it wasn't long very detailed like i wanted it to be but it was good but then um everything that came up was church like church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and i was like nope 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 but this is from byu which i feel like is a little i don't know a little better but not much but um i it's from excuse you Kevin M. Bullock. I don't know if he's like a professor there or something. Doesn't really. I didn't look up who he is, but it's from an article from the Religious Studies Center, and it says the war in heaven and Satan's continuing battle for power. So I'm going to skip this first introduction because he talks about how like oh, raising a teenager is so hard and it's just distro- like our moral agency oh, is. Um, undermined, circumvented, manipulated, and controlled um, by Satan. And these um, these battles suspend heaven and earth and have included both individuals and great assemblies. So he's, like, basically likening, likening raising a teenager to, like, 
battles that like eternal battles i don't know it's i mean raising children is like being in war though (laughs) (laughs) i'm a little shell shocked yeah i've only been in this for five years hold on to your seats (laughs) because oh man imagine when you're you have teenagers oh god (laughs) sorry to drop that one on you i should have had children (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah Put some rum in that coffee. <laughs> uh, all right, so he's, there's a section. The war in heaven. In one of the most significant of such conflicts, Lucifer became Satan. When Satan rebelled against God and sought to destroy the agency of man, there was war in heaven. That conflict led to Satan being thrust down from the presence of God, for God had given unto man his agency. Oh. Yeah, I hear you. And would not allow it to be destroyed. Sadly, Satan was able to amass a large following to his cause, which resulted in the loss of a third part of the hosts of heaven. The first casualties of what has become an ongoing war. The fact that Satan was so successful in listing many in a cause that would lead to the loss of something as precious as agency seems baffling. An examination of Satan and his tactics in relation to the doctrine of agency may reveal some possible answers to how he could have done so. We must remember that even today his arguments are very convincing to some. We hope some of the lessons we learned will help reduce the casualty count as the war rages on. (sighs) Thoughts on that so far? (laughs) Like... (laughs) I always get really frustrated when they talk about agency because... I don't feel like there's any agency in the church. No, there's not. You know? Like, we were talking about this before. um, Like, how it always bothered me in the church how they talked about the war. For people who've never been Mormon, there was a war in heaven. And there was a plan given. And people either chose to follow Jesus, who said that he would give everybody agency. Or they would follow Lucifer who was going to force everyone to follow the rules, right? And so, in my mind, I was always like, okay, there's, like, these very strict guidelines in the church of what we have to do. That doesn't sound like free agency to me. That sounds like being forced. And I I get so frustrated when people are like, no, you have free agency in the church. It's your choice to choose. And I'm like, but if you don't choose the right answer then you're punished for it or you miss yeah. out on whatever, right? Like Or you're told you're not being faithful enough or you're not reading your scriptures enough or you're I, there's something wrong with you. Yes. That is yeah. and you're letting Satan tempt you and do whatever. You and know, you're too you. weak. Yeah. So, right, yeah. Like for tithing, for example, okay? So it's your choice to pay tithing. But if you don't pay your ten percent tithing you don't get a temple recommend, which means you cannot go to the celestial kingdom, right? Right. So that's not a choice. That's no. You have to choose that. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> well, like, um, like when I was at BYU-Idaho, it was like, that's what, like I was saying, it became very apparent to me. I think it should have come, become more apparent to me earlier, I think, but like, I think that's just when it became more just like, because it became affected me more directly because of like my sexuality and because of like all this um, and then my sister dying and all this stuff. Like I just, there was a lot that, and even before my sister passed away, but like I, um, 
just like the choices that I was trying to make and like trying to trying to be exact, you know, like they say, quote unquote, exact, but then, um, and not feeling free though, you know, like, and I'm just like, and then you go to church and they talk about free agency and it's like, but I don't feel free. So like, and I don't feel like I really actually have a choice. I don't, it's either our, my way or the highway with the church. Like, it's not like, I don't know. Yeah, That's like not they're not agents. accepting of you being who you are. They, th- there's no acceptance whatsoever. It's either you do A, B, C, or mm-hmm. you're out, right? Yeah. Well, and then yeah. like um, the way they treat women too, like how um, if a woman chooses to have, like she has sex, but like, and then she suddenly like everything is like her whole world, her the rest of her future is ruined, you know, like she can't, she's less likely to get married to a man that's got the priesthood and like, they go through the temple and all this stuff. But like, if a guy, you know, on the other flip of that, like if he has sex, whatever, you know, like, ah, you'll be forgiven. You have the priesthood. It's fine. So, um, I just, there's just so many facets to it that it's like, okay, well, what am I, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I can't, that is Satan's plan, though, like, to force force us into it. But, yeah, we're, we're led to believe that we're, like, the church is le- leading us to believe that they're not the Satan. They're not forcing us. It's, it's total gaslighting. Like, we're, yeah. the, like, I feel, you feel kind of crazy because you're just like, wait, so I do have free agency, but I don't. So which is it? You know, like, I don't, there's no, I don't know. I don't and if you look at people... It. We're like not LDS or whatever. There's people out in the world. For example, I have this really good friend. She every year um, collects donations. She sells um, she sells things, and she collects all the money, and it goes towards educating girls in Africa. Oh. She's not religious whatsoever. Wouldn't she be more of like a Christ following individual because she's taking care of human kind and doing some sort of service. Nobody's telling her to do it. She didn't sign up on a list in Relief Society that she was going to spearhead this thing. You yeah. know, she's not She's not associated with... I think she has a website just to, like... So she can have, like, um, tax receipts or whatever. Yeah. But, like, she's not associated with anything that is driving this. It's just her and her daughters. And they just do it because they have a friend from Africa who her story about how she grew up really, like inspired them and so that's what they do so this woman that's really to cool. me is a is a christ-like woman if you want to call it that if, mm-hmm. if you say christian or whatever right way more than karen sitting in relief society being told we need to do a pop bottle drive to get some funds to get new i don't know like snowshoes for the young men or whatever right, right? So, I don't know. To me, this friend has this choice. She has complete Mm -hmm. free agency. There's nothing telling her. And she's chosen to do this act of service. Where in the church, it's basically laid out for you. This is what we're doing. We have to do this this many hours of service for your whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It just is always... That's always kind of like niggles in my brain. Like... Why are people who are not in the church so giving of their time and themselves 
without having to be told to in the church. It's like pulling teeth to like get, you know, the young men and the young women to do their service projects or whatever. Well, because they're, I mean, the element of being forced to do those things takes out the the gen, gen, genuineness. Gen, is there a better way to say it? genuine? Like the, the genuine heart behind it, you know? Like, because yeah. if you're just doing it for show, like that's that's why I feel like the church does a lot of that stuff. Is they do a lot of that for show? Because like um, when I was on a mission, we um, we had hurricanes come through, and they um, the the little town that I was in got basically flattened because there was a bunch of um, trailer homes and everything. And um, I basically became a service missionary for a while. And um, they they didn't even, like, we had to wear our name tags still. Like, I'm just like, I just want to just go out and, like, help them. Like, I just want to be among them and, like, help them. I don't want to have to, like, still be, like, representing the church just because, and doing this just because I, I'm here as like a missionary. I want to do this because of I want to help them because I genuinely care about them. Like, yeah. But they wanted to. They made it. They were like, please make sure you're wearing your name tags all the time. And like, okay. So they know it's the church, right? Yeah. It's not Jake Taylor doing it. It's the LDS Church doing it. Yeah. 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 (sighs) I know. I found like my young women's personal progress book tucked away in something, and I was like flipping through it, just like, oh my god. And, like, it literally says hours towards service that you have to complete in order for one of your, like, goals or whatever. I don't know. if I think they've replaced that program. But so this was 20 years ago. Oh, my God. I'm old. <laughs> You're going to be real funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But I just, I just remember, like, thinking, like, having to hit those specific hours and, like, having to track those hours so that you could mm-hmm. check it off in an actual written out book. Like, that's not an act of service. That's a, a to-do list. Yeah. Well, and then, like, you think about, like, the when the church was involved in, like, the scouts program. Like, I always felt like that was very in, dis, disingenuous. Disingenuous? Yeah. Is that how the word is? I don't know if that's the word. Non-genuine <laughs> listeners Somebody probably, like, <laughs> screaming into the microphone, like, it's this word, and we can't We're think both of it. <laughs> it's because we had to do so many service projects as teenagers, we weren't focused on school. <laughs> yeah, stay in school, kids. <laughs> that is the underlying theme in this podcast episode. <laughs> don't this is drunk. what you'll end up like. Screaming <laughs> into the void. <laughs> yeah. Doing Marco Polos to each other, like, <laughs> screaming at each other, <laughs> raging oh about the world. like the i always thought it was so when i i was never into the scouts program like i i I quit when i was i was when i was a cub i thought that that wasn't your like (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know it's very shocking i would have done scouts i hated the young women's program because the, the boys got to do such cool things and we were like hey, out I, I did the cool stuff like oh. i would go like on their little camping trips and stuff and i would just like i i pick, picked and choose picked and chose yeah. what i wanted to do and i was like oh i'll go to that one you know that sounds fun and yeah. then but i never got anything i didn't get my eagle scouts or whatever and then um but i moved here to idaho when i was 16 so and you still have but like you have to, you have until you're 18. 
Yeah. Right? To get your Eagle Scout. And so my priesthood leader was like, Adam, he's like, you got two years. You could, you could totally do this in two years and get, you know, he's like trying to get me to go from a, like the, whatever, the tenderfoot to Eagle in two years. And I was like, <laughs> like, oh, honey, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have an acrobat in the midst. <laughs> she, he just jumped right over the keyboard on my laptop and um, right in my face. So that was fun. Anyway, <laughs> can you hear me still? Anyway. Yeah, I can. Oh, my goodness. Um, she is wild right now. She is wild. My goodness. She's usually like super chill. I was going to say, oh, I have a background on. You can't see both my dogs snoring behind me. <laughs> oh, I was like, what is that? <laughs> Yours are sleeping. Mine's going crazy. So Mine are also old men. <laughs> <laughs> She's a baby. I feel like I hear. Oh, let's see. That's what's happening. Okay. I heard my own voice because, okay, so what happened was, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't explain this, but I, um, when I was trying to do the troubleshooting of the, um, like the sound, I was testing on iTunes and I was playing podcast episodes and I was like, why do I hear my own voice echoing back to me? And it was my own, like a, one of the episodes. Anyway, so it, I think she had pushed it when I, when she jumped over the laptop. Anyway. Um, so my priesthood leader tried to get me to do my, my, uh, no, don't chew on that. Um, tried to do the, um, Eagle Scouts in two years and he kept, like, he was really pushing it. It never happened, obviously, but I was just like, I appreciate your, you know, effort, but like, I don't know. Even as a kid, I was just like, why do I need my Eagle Scouts? Like, I don't know. It just... And it just felt forced, and I was like, I'm not going to force myself to do something, and I'm not going to go through that stress to, like, do something I don't want to do, if I don't want to do it, you know? Uh, but he wanted me to do it because it was, like, I don't know. Because it probably looked good if he had all of his young men accomplish it, right? Yeah, numbers game. Um, he was a nice guy, though. He, I mean, of all the, like, leaders that I had, he was probably the most genuine um and he would he like remembered that i like reese's peanut butter cups so he like he would send those to me on my mission and he would he sent me care packages all the time he was a very very good guy um oh, he was sounds like, like a, a really nice guy then. he was a stake president stake um one of the counselors for a long time um after that so probably one of the only guys that i respect out of the church really <laughs> but um, excuse you. Jeez. You were, you were insane. Anyway. Um, all right. So. Sorry, I'm trying to wrestle a puppy and <laughs> keep my focus here. <laughs> oh, um, I had to run downstairs, turn on a different Disney movie. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Encanto's over. It is. Or he was just done with it. I don't know. He wants frozen now, so. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Uh, ooh, let's see. This is good. President Ezra Taft Benson bleh, taught that Satan's pride created him in, in him a desire not to only to be honored, 
but to be honored above all others. In short, his prideful desire was to dethrone God. The Doctrine and Covenants tells us that Satan wanted to take the kingdom of our God and his Christ. This was not just a resentful resistance to God's authority, not just a strong aversion of our opposition, but a desire to literally take over. Satan wanted to throw, overthrow our Father in Heaven. It appears that Satan felt there was an opportunity to attain his desires when our Heavenly Father presented a plan that would result in the loss of some souls. The prophet Joseph Smith, uh, J-Dog, taught that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said there would be certain souls that would not be saved, and the de devil said he could save them all, laid his plans before the Grand Council, and gave their voice in favor of Jesus Christ. So the devil rose up in rebellion against God and was cast down. Ah, I'm being attacked. With all who put up their heads for him. Okay. So, Satan had a desire to be honored, but who's been to Brazil and seen, like, the Christ? How do you say it? The statue? Yeah, that Christus. The Christus. The... That's, like, what? So tall. I just, I just, I find comments like that so, I don't know, funny. But, like, yeah. oh, he wanted all. How many statues of Christ do you have? like plastered everywhere like can we talk about space jesus in utah though like what, what is space the, Chris, jesus? the christus <laughs> the christus in the um so there's in the temple square there's like a so you go through the visitor center and there's like a um you walk through and there's like the plan of salvation stuff you see, you see pictures of like Adam and Eve, and you see like all these biblical pictures, right? And oh, okay, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. You walk up this like spi the spiral thing, spiral. and it's, it's like back. it becomes oh. like space stuff, and then he's up there in like space, and it's Christus up there, and then they have this like thing that and speaks everybody like takes and... their family photos in front of it when they're dropping yeah. off their missionaries at the MTC. Yeah, yeah. okay, I remember yeah. now. It came yeah. flooding back. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that when um, I'd actually. So I'd only I'd seen it in high school, and then most recently I saw it like a couple of years ago when I went to Temple Square with my family, Ugh. and um, we saw the I Christmas like lights. Both rolled our eyes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had gone because I wanted to be with my family, and also because um, we were doing the Heber Creepers Polar Express thing. It's a train that has like a ow christmas theme it's like an old-timey train it was really cute you pick that up santa cute. and then he like drops off bells and he takes all your little wishes for christmas and all that oh. stuff it's really cute the kids loved it i even loved it i thought it was cute and um the anyway but before that we had gone to the temple square to see the lights and stuff and then we went to space jesus and you had to like reserve like you had to like there was it was so packed to get up there that like you had to wait in line and all stuff. I was like, this is not worth the wait. <laughs> but you know, it's cool. But yeah, talk about glorifying, like uh, Yeah. Like he wanted like Satan wanted the glory, but like Jesus is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so like I think he got the glory. So, so did Satan know that he was gonna I don't I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, any of it, honestly. Yeah. No, the whole Satan myth doesn't really... It just feels... I don't know. It, it feels like a fear manipulation, honestly. Exactly. It, that's exactly what it is. It's a control... It's another way to control the masses. And it's been this way for, like... It's not just Mormons that have done this. It's, like, no. Catholics do it. The, you know, and then... Um, 
all I think all Christian religions do that. Definitely like Southern Baptist type people always talk about the, the devil and yeah, all those. Um, Even like old um, fables talk about like yeah, like the devil being you know tempting people away and stuff. Yeah. And like having sorcerers, like sorceresses and fables are always of the devil. Like Baba Yaga, I grew up on stories about Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Yeah. <laughs> so even that, she was like the oh. devil sorceress Sorry. or whatever, right? So. <laughs> my foot. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Stella just really <laughs> wants to be involved. That in there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> my favorite thing lately, though, on uh, my. So there was this guy that commented on Not So Lonely Mormon's um, Instagram on their latest one, and he because they had said something about it being a cult, like in their meme. That's another way to get them all hyphy. And oh I, God, um, yeah. this like Mormon dude said something about like, I think you're using cult wrong and stuff like that. And I was like, and I, <laughs> I commented, honey, you're. He's like, cult defi- uh, denotes that it's has to do with satanic yeah satanic stuff and i was just like and i was like honey you're thinking of occult (laughs) (laughs) o-c-c-u-l-t it's true though like people hear the word cult and they are immediately like people dancing naked under the full moon giving blood sacrifice and that's not a cult is anything that is like a group of people that are engaged in something like (laughs) i heard that child She's savage today. Um, like a yoga class, if there's a bunch of yogis that are all practicing under one guru, that is a cult. There may be nothing nefarious about it. They may be doing good things, but it's still technically a cult. That's how it works. It's a it's a group of people with the same belief system, and they're all engaged in the same whatever practice or you know religion or whatever. So. <laughs> Jake's on mute and his face is comical. He's getting attacked. <laughs> so like when people get upset, like I get it. Okay, so cult isn't like we've always like associated it with evil things, but it's not. And people get so riled up. And like your family could be a cult. If you have a father who's like very like I don't know, like very domineering over his family and makes all the rules your little family can be a cult. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing. So, or I mean, I guess an abusive father is a bad thing. I didn't say that very well. <laughs> well, no, I see what you're saying. Like a cult doesn't necessarily, like it takes on a negative connotation with a lot of like, I mean, we got the, what's the why can't I think of his name? The one that um, all the people drink the Kool-Aid, but it's not Kool-Aid. It was oh, like, Jonestown. Um, Jonestown. Yeah. So, that like because it was a cult people ever since then it's been like oh you're in a cult and it's bad like it takes a negative connotation but Mm -hmm. it can be a positive thing oh yeah as long as you're all being treated fairly the thing is when it comes bad is when those people that are like leading the cult take advantage of the people they're treating them unfairly like usually when you have like a cult leader they're um they will force them to like the like the what the doc gantle whatever how he would make the women wear sexy clothes and he yeah. would he forced them to eat 
you know, he didn't only vegetarian, or only whatever. vegetarian. Yeah. And they had to be a certain weight and, you know, and so, and like even, um, Airline stewardesses back in the day, they had to be a certain weight. They had to weigh in. They had to wear yeah. a certain uniform. That's a cult. Hooters, yeah. <laughs> Hooters yeah. could be a cult because they yeah. um, they have to be a certain ow, certain boob size, you know, and like a yeah. certain like figure, you know. And so, um, yeah. oh my, she is hyper. Um, <laughs> I. Yeah, so, I'm definitely, I've gone to yoga classes where it's for sure been very culty because the leader is very charismatic and makes everybody feel good and we're all in this together. So, yeah, definitely, it doesn't have to, do you know I just thought it of, wasn't a bad thing, so. You know the Shit's Creek episode <laughs> where Alexis, like, she, she um, she gets everybody to join this, like, cycling thing and they have to wear, like, this, basically, like, a rucksack <laughs> they cycle and she's like oh yeah and then you drink this juice and you do all the stuff and she's all like just explaining it and then they're like honey this is a cult and they're like she's like no it's not and she's like <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah yeah um, but like people talk about crossfit being like a cult so oh, like yeah. and like those people when but it's true like when you get like I did CrossFit for a while, and there's some people that get really into it, and it's just mm-hmm. like, but that could be a positive thing, too, you know, it's like you're getting people in shape, and they're, you know, they oh, have yeah. community and everything, and that's, um, she was coming at me. Um, <laughs> where's, oh, crap, what did I do? Let's see. Sorry. Uh, oh, you're fine. There we go. Okay. Um, excuse you, lady. So, with the mythology stuff, we were talking about, like, bringing up the, um, uh, Nine Circles of Hell from Dante's Inferno, and how that was used as, um, fear-mongering for the Catholic Church, and I actually, more research, okay, all right, child, let's see, just a second. (laughs) Poor Jake. She's like breathless and she's like still coming at me. Okay, okay, we get it. Right, you had like I, a mom face there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had enough of you. You need to settle yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. she's, it didn't have any effect on her. So, no, doesn't uh, help my kids either. You know. I have to go in like 10 minutes. Do you want to pause okay. and then pick it back up? Um, or do you just want to wrap well, it up? I just, you. We can wrap it up. And then, um, because I just have to, I just wanted to read the, oh, yeah, okay. about the, the guide to Dante's Nine Circles of Hell. So there's, it's just interesting to me. Like there's, um, if you're not familiar with Dante's Inferno, I've actually never read all of it. I've read parts of it, but there's the, yeah, the Nine Circles of Hell are one, limbo, uh, where there's those who never knew Christ exist. Uh, two is lust, self-explanatory. Dante encounters Achilles, Paris, Tristan, Cleopatra, and Dido. Gluttony, uh, where those who overindulge exist. That's number three. Number four is greed. Um, and 
all throughout Dante kind of he sees these people from like myths and mythology whatever so there he sees Pluto the mythological king of the underworld um, anger Dante that's number five will be in anger yeah <laughs> raging <laughs> about the <laughs> uh, just like a full supply of pre-workout just flowing <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I know. Every time, every time. So I have these two traffic circles I have to go through to get to the gym. Every fucking time, I yell at somebody because they're <laughs> stupid. They don't know what they're doing in there. So anyway, um, uh, six is heresy, rejection of religious and or political norms. Um, let's see, That'll be our vacation. Is, Vacation home, right? <laughs> uh, seven is violence. I, we can choose to go to choose violence, you know, <laughs> which I have this year choosing violence by calling out all the Mormons and being like, you're the weird ones. You weird fucker. All right. <laughs> can I see your underwear? Can I see it? Can I see it? <laughs> That's probably inappropriate. I probably shouldn't say that, but. <laughs> Uh, next thing you know, Jake is in jail. <laughs> this man keeps uh, people's underwear. He's really weird. <laughs> eight is fraud. The circle is distinguished from its predecessors by making being made up of those who consciously and willingly commit fraud. Um, yeah. Nine hey, is... Yo, hey, that's where he is. Oh, <laughs> they forgot to put him in there. Oh, J-Dog. You only made it to the eighth. That's not cool. You didn't get to the center, fucker. <laughs> Try harder next time, hon. Um, nine is treachery, the deepest circle of hell where Satan resides. Um, as with the last two circles, this one is further divided into four rounds. I'm not going to go into that. But this round is for hosts who betray their guests. They are punished more harshly because of the belief that having guests means entering into a voluntary relationship and betraying a relationship willingly entered is more despicable than betraying a relationship born into. The fourth round is Judeca, where Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Christ. This round is reserved for traitors to their lords. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then the center of hell is where um, they meet Satan, who is described as a three-headed beast. Each mouth is busy eating a specific person. The left mouth is eating Brutus, the right is eating Cassius, and the center mouth is eating Judas Iscariot. That sounds terrifying. Talk about fear-mongering. <laughs> uh, Brutus and Cassius betrayed and caused the murder of Julius Caesar, while Judas did the same to Christ. These are the ultimate sinners in Dante's opinion, as they consciously committed acts of treachery against their lords who were appointed by God. So, yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, definitely fear-mongering. Yep. Same, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we could talk, I could go, probably go on for days about this topic, but I, um, and maybe we'll, excuse, where'd you find that? She keeps finding, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to do more of this, like, follow-up stuff, but. Um, sure. Yeah. But I'm glad to be back. I'm uh, hopefully going to be, yeah, I'll be more uh, more routine. I'm back 
I'm back, bitches. So can't get rid of me that easily. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And I'll, yeah. So again, send your stories, your moments with Mormons, your um, fun with Mormons. I don't know. Can you say fun and Mormon in the same sentence? No. no. <laughs> Making fun of Mormons. Then you can. <laughs> um and then yeah so not so peter priesthood at gmail.com not so peter priesthood on instagram uh thank you again to the lovely dusty as always this will not be the last time you will be on the show so (laughs) i love it (sighs) i love screaming into the void with you yes it's great (laughs) rage we got (laughs) a I need to have like a Rage Against the Machine song after this or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know that thing where they say Rage Against the Machine? Like, they never say what's what machine, but I'm sure, pretty sure it's a printer. <laughs> <laughs> Out of toner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the, there's that one where it says, uh, uh, the printing press is invented. Printing press. You're out of magenta. Anyway, on that note, everybody have a good time, good day. Hope we made you laugh. Hope we helped helped you rage into the void. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.